Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. It is the full moon today, and we are currently a full moon in Libra. Well, the moon's changing over to Scorpio a little bit later, so have fun with that. Anywho, today what I would like to talk about is, well, we're going to talk about movement, but I'm going to talk specifically about movement that we outsource. This is movement that other people do for us, and it's not something we commonly think about because so much of everything is outsourced in the modern world. Not that long ago, um, we'll say 10,000 years ago before agriculture, but really even a large part of agriculture, if you wanted something done, you had to do it yourself for the most part. Even at the beginning of agriculture, you were planting fields and you were harvesting your own grain. So even then you weren't outsourcing a lot of the work. In the hunter-gatherer societies, you made your own hunting tools, you made your own foraging tools. There was definitely a little bit of trade back and forth. But for the most part, you were responsible for making the stuff that you needed in your daily life. It, you, did, you couldn't go down to the corner market and buy something, you know, like, oh, I need a new bow and arrow, let's go to Dick's and buy a new bow and arrow. Nope, you had to go harvest the wood, carve the bow, create the bowstring, which was probably made out of some kind of annual, animal sinew, most likely, and you had to put that all together, but then you also had to make arrows, you had to fletch them, you had to chip the flint heads if you were using stone arrow tips, all that was stuff that you had to do so that you could have a bow and arrow so you could get food. The landscape has changed dramatically in that regard. For the most part, most of us go to work, we do our job, we get money, and then we buy all of the stuff that we use on a regular basis. We're not really producing this stuff ourselves, by and large. You know, some people grow a little bit of food, some people have a hobby that, that they do, but for the most part, nobody's making a TV at home. You're not harvesting the materials, you're not making the plastic, you're not blowing the glass. None of that stuff is happening. We're all buying this stuff. And the, the point that I want to impress today is that all of that requires movement. Some of it has been outsourced to other humans, some of it has been outsourced to machines. But I just want to think about how much movement goes into our, our daily existence that we just take for granted. So let's look at the really big obvious one. Food, right? When you need food, you go to the grocery store, you buy food. Almost everybody does. And even if you're producing food, the vast majority of people aren't in a situation where they can produce all of the food they eat. Even if they're producing some, they have to buy some. In most cases, they have to buy a large quantity. And if you go down to the grocery store, you're going to see all kinds of stuff. Stuff that really, not only is it not in season, but shouldn't even exist in the area you're in. So, this food is being grown and shipped from somewhere else. So, that food has to be grown, it has to be harvested, it has to be packaged, it has to be shipped, it has to be stocked at the grocery store, and then you have to go to the grocery store and buy it. All that movement in the background has been outsourced to either machines in some cases, or in a surprising number of cases, to human labor that people just don't even know about anymore. 
like picking oranges. Oranges aren't harvested by machine. They're harvested by people that go out in the orange groves and pick oranges. If it's actually my mostly migrant workers that do that because it's kind of a rough job. It pays pretty well, but it's a rough job and a lot of people don't want to do it. So somebody, if you go to the store and buy an orange, somebody picked that orange that you purchased. It's not a thing that we like to think about because we're so focused on what's going on in our daily life and we're never really taught to think about this stuff. But that is all movement, all of the processes that brought that orange to your, we'll say, kitchen counter. That all had to happen. There had to be a whole bunch of human movement to make that happen. Let's look at like clothes, for example. We'll take a cotton t-shirt, a cotton t-shirt. The cotton has to be planted. The cotton has to be harvested. It has to be processed into thread. Then it has to be woven into fabric. That fabric has to be cut into a pattern and sewn together. That's all stuff that's mostly happening, you know, in, um, <laughs> sadly, in sweatshops. These, these are all things that humans would have had to do for themselves a long time ago. In the example of clothing, up until the invention of the sewing machine, clothes were stitched by hand. When the sewing machine was invented, uh, moms, basically, you know, the, the ladies who ran the household who did all the sewing, the sewing machine freed up so much time, they literally didn't know what to do with their day because the difference between hand stitching a shirt and stitching a shirt with a sewing machine is dramatically like it's night and day hours and hours and hours saved so in some cases something like a sewing machine really did make people's lives better it saved a lot of time it allowed people to do other things with their day but in the case of our current system of clothing it's largely produced by people in we'll say impoverished countries in pretty awful working conditions and we benefit from that outsource of movement by being able to buy a t-shirt for $20. My mom sewed a lot and I enjoy producing things for myself so I've sewn a few things for myself and I'm here to tell you especially if you're not very good at sewing or cutting patterns or any of that stuff it took me like eight hours to make a pair of sweatpants because it was the first thing I'd ever really made. I, I really appreciate what goes into producing a piece of clothing. And especially when you consider that, you know, that fabric had to be produced, the, the thread had to be produced, the um, material that the fabric is woven out of had to be produced. That's all stuff that we take for granted for the most part. I think really the biggest thing that we take for granted is being able to drive somewhere. You know, I have a 8,500 pound truck. It's a giant diesel truck and it gets, it actually does pretty good 15, 18, 15 to 18 miles a gallon, right? I can load that truck up with 2,000 pounds in the bed or I can pull a 12,000 pound trailer with it and I'm still going to get about 15 miles to the gallon. And I can do 80 miles an hour down the highway. In one hour, I can travel 80 miles. Do you have any idea what an ordeal it would have been to go 80 miles with 12,000 pounds worth of stuff, say, 200 years ago? I mean, 
a 20 mile trip would have been probably a couple of days, you know, 200 years ago. It's unbelievable what the combustion engine has made possible. And before that, you know, the steam engine in, in trains, but at a smaller, more individual level, the ability to get in your car and drive a hundred miles away for a day trip is unbelievable. That would have been a month trip a few hundred years ago. And not only that, you would have either had to walk that distance or a horse that you sat on would have had to walk that distance for you. Again, horses are another form of outsourcing movement. But these are all things that we would have had to do as a part of our daily life. Getting food, making clothing, traveling distance. And we have largely outsourced all of that to technology or people in other parts of the world who don't have it as good as we do. And there's a good opportunity there to take back some of that movement and, and be more responsible for your own things, not just because it's really better for the environment, it's better for humanity in a lot of ways, but also because it's better for you. This movement that we, we did, especially in the, the case of traveling distances and gathering food, is really a big part of what kept us healthy in the past. Our bodies need that movement to be healthy. And in the process of outsourcing all this movement, what has happened is we've become extremely sedentary. In the developed world, you know, we're sitting between eight and 14 hours a day. The human body is not designed to handle that sort of inactivity. Our bodies need regular movement to be healthy. Our cells need movement to clear out waste materials, bring in fresh materials, to properly bring in oxygen. Our nervous system needs movement to um, basically keep muscle tone. Our lymphatic system needs movement to drain. There is no circulatory system. There's no pump to keep things moving in our lymphatic system. It relies very much on gravity and muscle contraction to move things along. So we require a lot of regular movement to be healthy critters. And as we have made our lives more convenient, as we have allowed ourselves to become highly specialized at not moving, our health has suffered. It doesn't, you don't have to do a lot of research to discover that humanity in general, especially in the developed world, is far less healthy than it was 50 years ago and even further still probably than a hundred years ago we're headed for a lack of movement crisis as more and more things are done for us with the rise of technology machines are starting to do even more stuff that we generally do ourselves and they're sort of like the last vestiges of required movement and we're getting to a point where movement is sort of I hate to even say a luxury, but it's something you do if for whatever reason you just enjoy moving. And it seems a lot of people really don't. They just enjoy outsourcing everything and focusing on a handful of tiny little tasks that they like to do. I don't know, that's my perspective. I could be way off base, but whatever.
But as we outsource more movement, take a look at your life and see what you can do for yourself. The incredible abundance that we have in our lives, the opportunities, the literal, literal endless opportunities of Amazon deliveries that can show up at your door and food from far off and exotic places available at your grocery store is quite the odd little pocket in history. So look at your life and find some things that you can do for yourself. Beyond it just being healthy for you, it's actually really satisfying to do things like produce your own food and produce your own clothing or walk somewhere instead of drive there. It's a little bit slower pace of life, but <laughs> I don't know that that's such a bad thing. We're all pretty stressed out and ground into the dirt. It's, it's kind of nice to structure things in a way that allows you to walk to the grocery store instead of drive or you know, go out to your backyard and pick an apple instead of go to the grocery store and buy a dozen. But anyway, that is my, my thoughts on outsourcing movement today on this full moon. So to talk a little bit about the full moon, the full moon is a close of a cycle, bringing things to a close, and Libra specifically focuses on relationships. So it's a good time to kind of look at, at loose ends you want to tie up with loved ones, friends, co-workers, and just, you know, take a look at that sort of situation. As we're moving into Scorpio here later today, Scorpio is more a time for doing a deep dive on yourself. So I feel like it's a good good time for looking at this topic, taking a look at your life and feeling out what changes you can make to take a little bit more responsibility for your movement and things that you produce for yourself and not making it the responsibility of others to provide for you. Anyway, that is all I've got for you today. Thanks for listening. Until next time, on the new moon, go feral.